Hey, this is John. And this is Tilly. And on today's episode, we're talking about Jesus' time and marriage. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Uh, excited about our topic today, but before we get into that, I have to um, talk to my wife about a very serious issue. <laughs> you didn't prepare I didn't me for prepare this. you for this because this is a, <laughs> this is an issue of the heart, and and no. sometimes it's best to just come out and and go on it. But you need to exercise some spiritual forgiveness <laughs> with the Jeep company and and their Gladiator. If you haven't seen this on the road, it's the Jeep Wrangler so with a pickup called. truck. It's called a Gladiator? It's called a Gladiator. That's the Jeep even Gladiator. stupider because... Okay, go so, on. Okay, I got to set the stage for you. Um, Tilly hates these cars. Uh, it's, the, it's the Jeep Wrangler with like a pickup truck bed slapped to the back of it Stupid. and i swear every time we see one even when <laughs> I, i'll see one i just start smiling on the inside because i know what is coming babe it's coming a rant it is the stupidest thing ever like i swear <laughs> somebody sitting around a bonfire drinking their stupid beer it decided to just make this thing during COVID. Did it come out before COVID? I have no idea. We'd have to get our research department on that. All right, Eli, you're on that. But it is. It, I, I don't understand it. And the fact that they called it the gladiator, <laughs> like it ain't big, it ain't macho. It, it's stupid. It's so stupid. So if you have no idea what we're talking about it, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. No, don't. They don't deserve any credit. <laughs> and if you have one, I'm sorry. But you, it's just stupid. It's my opinion. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about this week? Let's move on before this just ruins the rest of my night. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't want to cause any more deep-seated resentment. Um, we wanted to talk today about sharing uh, your Jesus time. Some people call it quiet time, devotions, whatever, in marriage. Because when you and I first got married, what do we hear all the time? You hear people preach on it, teach on it everywhere, they couples, would say. Couples need to pray and do devotions together. Yeah. And so what we would always think about when I when I hear that, to pray and read your Bible together, is literally sit side by side in the bed, crack the Bible open, <laughs> read it aloud to each other, and then, you know, each kneel down on the foot of the bed and let's <laughs> pray together and share stuff. And every time we tried to do anything like that, it was it was awful. It was awkward. It felt forced. And so we thought, hey, if we felt like that, maybe there's there's a lot of people that, that felt the same way. They feel this guilt that, oh, I'm supposed to be sharing my relationship with Jesus with my spouse, with my boyfriend, girlfriend, and we don't do it for, you know, whatever reasons. And and if and let me just put a quick disclaimer out there, just because that's been not a good experience for us. If that's what you do, if you literally sit and read the Bible aloud and kneel at your bed and pray and that works for you, that's great. We're not saying that's no, bad. We're just yeah. saying it didn't work for us. Well, and it, it harmed us for a while because we kind of thought we're not doing this right. 
This feels forced. It doesn't feel natural. And so we did walk around with guilt, feeling like, okay, we don't do this. What are we doing wrong? Why aren't we spiritually connecting that way? And so um, that's why we're putting this out there, because the moment we realized we don't have to do this, it was was a game changer for us. Yeah. And so, so, go ahead. I I was just going to say, like, just from the beginning of our marriage and kind of what that would look like. So John and I did um, this program called Master's Commission. I'm not going to go into it, but it's a nine-month discipleship program for young adults. And so it looked like every morning we would show up at church. The first hour of this program was um, prayer time. And so John would put, and we were in the big sanctuary, And John will put worship music on. And then his style of praying was, I'm going to pace back and forth and pray a little bit out loud. And that's how you would pray. And it drove me insane. Well, for starters, I couldn't pray. So then that turned into, um, oh, I'm going to sing the song that's on. Oh, this is a good song. Oh, I wonder how they decide to write it to... Oh, I need to focus. Why why am I not praying? Then I'd get a glimpse of him pacing back and forth and my mind would go to stop it. Stop walking, stop moving. Why are you that much more spiritual than I am? How can he be praying through this? I wonder what he's praying. Is he praying that my wife would be more spiritual? So it would drive me nuts. So um I just kept thinking this isn't going to work. Why isn't my prayer life as good as his? And I would compare myself a lot to you. Yeah. And while you're talking about comparison, it's kind of funny. You talk about me pacing back and forth. So, so the master's commission internship program, we, at this time we were running it. I was in charge of it, but not too long before that I had been in part of, of a similar program in another church in another state as a student and it's funny you talk about me praying that way because I don't do that anymore. No, you don't. But that was what I'd seen modeled for me in the other program. That's what everyone was doing. You've got the sanctuary full of students. Everybody's pacing back and forth, just going after God. And it's funny how, how much we just, we we do what we've seen. Like we repeat what we what was modeled for us. Yeah. And... um. All those all those little things were were a big distraction for you, um, and and I know every time we tried to make a point to do it in our in our own home in our bedroom you know whatever make a routine out of it, like I said it just it just felt really really forced. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I also kind of view too is you know my relationship with Jesus is different than your relationship with Jesus. And so I just always felt like I I don't want to share my relationship with like together. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I just this is my own personal relationship. This is my quiet time and you're invading my time with Jesus. Like a, yeah. your best friend you don't want to share that one-on-one time with and I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, and what it what it reminds me of now that that we're older and we have kids, and anyone who's who's listening that has has a kid will understand this. When you're trying to have uh, a meaningful conversation one on one with your spouse, yeah. and like kids in the back seat. Now I'm not talking about young kids that are too too little to butt in, but now our kids are getting older. The junior high, we got got one in high school, 
Yeah. Soon to be two in high school. And so we can't ever have that. Like, we feel like we can't really share the the honest conversation we want to. It may have nothing to do with the kids. It may not even have anything to do with whatever topic we were going to talk about isn't, you know, for their age. It could be none of that. But you just don't feel like you can be totally, uh, I don't know what the word, authentic and real, yeah, real with each other because there's like a third person listening in. And that's how it felt to me Yeah, when we tried to pray together. It's like... It, it was weird in that way, um, but what we what we found that that's made a big difference for us is um, sharing our relationship with Jesus, but not necessarily the physical acts of reading together and praying yeah. together. But I do remember, you know, when when we started just sharing, hey, this is what I felt like God was saying to me today, or I was reading the Bible and this, yeah. and we shared what it was that, that God had put on our heart, that's where, that's the really important thing. And and so here is clearly, like, it's really important that you share your relationship with Jesus with your spouse yeah. or, or with, with the important relationships in your life, you know, because that makes, that makes a massive difference, reframes your whole relationship. You know, I think it's just extremely, extremely difficult to have a healthy relationship without having Jesus in the center of that. But for us, it looked less like, physically praying together or holding hands and taking turns praying over each other, but just sharing our spiritual journey together and, and seeing, Oh, Hey, look, God's putting these same things on our, on our hearts. And it was, it was really great to know that that wasn't some seed that was planted when we prayed together and some person suggested it. It was like, Oh, that's exactly what I was praying, you know, two days ago, or I just read that verse the other day and sharing that journey um, well, huge. and we also create those opportunities for each of us to ask each other, hey, what's God saying to you? Yeah. I know ever since you picked up running, there's different times, um, you know, when I know that you're praying on something or, you know, wanting an answer on something, you'll come back from a run. I'll be like, hey, did God speak anything to you? Sometimes you're like, no. But then like two or three hours later, oh, yeah, by the way, when I was on the run, this is what God said to me. Um, So we give each other permission to ask those questions. um, Or if we're struggling or want an answer on something, we do come to each other and be like, hey, I really need God to answer this. Or I really need God to speak to me on this. Will you join me in praying, you know, during your prayer time, not literally joining me right now, but, um, and you know, sometimes God does use you to confirm what I'm praying and vice versa. Um, and so that's how I like to keep God in our marriage. I like how that is. So then also when it does come, we do take time to pray with each other. Um, when we are going through a hard time or, um, just physical. I mean, I know like the past two years, you know, I've had a good bit of surgery and there were times where like physically pain was just so much that, you know, I would, I'd say, could you just pray with me and pray over me? Um, because I was a little too weak to do that for myself. So those are some ways that we, we do keep. Yeah. 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 
but the the day in day out routine yeah, for no. us it's not a it's not a daily it's it's basically almost a nightly check in though on yeah. what God's doing in our hearts. But as far as like our morning routines of of spending time reading the Bible and praying, we we do that on on our own. We're going to take a break from the conversation to introduce a segment we're calling Break with the Butler Kids. Break with the Butler Kids. (laughs) On today's episode, we have Trinity Miracle Butler. What is your fun fact? Did you know that the animal that kills the most people is not sharks or snakes, it's a mosquito? What? A mosquito? According to the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So we should just believe them? I mean, it's, it's a give or take. Okay. So let's get the bug spray and lather up. <laughs> Thank you, Trinity. I think it's really important for people to have some solitude when they do that. Like, yeah. I know for me, I have a hard time getting much out of my devotional time if I'm not into it before the children wake up. Even if they're not bothering me, just sure. then eating their cereal two rooms over, I can't, it's like, I just can't, like, you know, as it's not the, like for you where like the chewing bothers you, like I can tune it all out, but just yeah. knowing that I'm not by private and by myself, it, yeah. it just changes the dynamic. So what does your prayer life look like? Yeah. So for, for me, um, I, I like to do it first thing in the morning. Uh, that's just what works for me this current season of life. There have been other times when I made it one of the last things I did in the day. Yeah. And what I will, just on a quick rabbit trail, if you're trying to develop your personal spiritual disciplines of, of reading and praying and you're trying to figure out how to do that, let me just say, give yourself all the grace in the world to figure out what's going to work for you by like yeah. time of day um, you know, what kind of reading plan you use because you're talking about building a brand new daily habit and that's going to take some time and it's going to definitely take some trial and error. And what it seems like so many people do and what I know I did for many years was you, you, you know, double down and be like, I'm really going to make a habit out of this. You'd start off and then whatever you pick to start, like say the time of day, well, that just didn't work. Things kept getting in the way or whatever. And then you just beat yourself up. You're like, oh, I'm a terrible person, yeah. you know. So I would say give yourself all the grace you can to just figure out what works. And don't be surprised that it takes you six months to a year yeah. to figure it out. There too, there's seasons and it changes and you have to adapt. I mean, just for instance, COVID hit. And I mean, I'll talk about my private time too here in a minute, but y'all invaded my space and I was struggling to find what my new quiet time looked like Yeah, because everybody was home. And so what once was, was no longer. And I found myself slipping and not doing it because everybody and their mom was in the house and... I didn't have my time. So also know in seasons, it changes and you just got to keep figuring it out to find what works. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I say just don't give up 
and give yourself the grace to say, well, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to tweak this. I'm going to try this and just keep doing that until you, until you kind of hit your stride. Yeah. So back to my question. Back to your question. What, what works for me? First thing in the morning, I get up and um, brush my teeth, get downstairs, make some coffee. I'm glad and you brush your teeth for Jesus. I do. I do. <laughs> he appreciates it. <laughs> so uh, got to get that first cup of coffee going. And then I'll usually read first. Wait a minute. What did you used to do before coffee? Because you were a newbie at coffee. So what did that look like? Um, Diet Coke? Probably. Okay. So it's healthier to drink coffee. Okay. Get your first (laughs) cup of coffee and... Yeah. Because I'm not really a morning person, even though I get up early these days, but I need the caffeine to get me going. So get up and then I'll, I'll read, you know, whatever my, my plan is. I'm a huge fan, and we mentioned in the previous episode, of the mm-hmm. Version Bible app. So I almost always have at least one plan that I'm working off of that. Um, and so I do my, my Bible reading, and then uh, depending on just how I'm feeling or what's going on in life, I'll either um, journal my prayers and mm-hmm. an app I have on my phone or uh, something new that, that well, it's new-ish, that I've done is just practicing solitude. And oh, so I'll, I'll, I didn't know this. So, okay. So let me back up before I start reading my Bible, I get my earphones, I put them in and I have an instrumental playlist that I have going on because like you, if it's a worship song, I just end up singing along or I start critiquing the mix <laughs> of the music. Cause that's something I dabble in. Um, so, so I have this instrumental playlist that's just kind of ambient music, just mostly to tune out, the you know Silence. cats walking around or you know yeah a heater kicking on or something and so um with with the so i don't want to turn this into the enneagram episode but one of the things i and, and discovering <laughs> about my personality type is that one of the things that's healthy is to practice solitude and mm-hmm. and silence and so i will just sit i've got the music kind of helping me tune things out and i just just kind of fix my attention on God. And whenever I catch my thoughts drifting somewhere else, I just bring it back to, to God and just be. Sometimes God speaks really, really clearly and, and powerfully. And sometimes I just feel and sense his presence there with me. And uh, I found that helpful to just not be so driven for what's next. This is next. Um, give me a new assignment, God, help with the situation. Do you give yourself a time limit or you just let it roll? I, I usually do. Usually I'll set like a, like a 10 or 15 minute okay. timer on my watch because if I don't do that, then let's like, I'll interrupt myself on purpose thinking, oh, I wonder if I need to check and see if it's time to get the kids up uh, or how okay. soon do I got to get them on the bus. So if I set a timer, I know I'm good yeah, if yeah. I get kind of. Okay. Kind of lost in it, um, but that's something something new. New, but um, usually one of those two things is is I'll either either journal or sometimes I'll just pray silently, no journaling. You know, a lot of times I'll save my journal for things when when I feel like I get something significant from God that I want to write down sure. or or a word or something jumps out in my in my scripture reading. I'll do that. Okay. What about good. you? So, what does yours look like? well, back to the very. F- first story we were telling about master's commission and watching you pray i that is when i discovered journaling too mm-hmm. and that way i was able to be focused and write stuff down so mine pretty much looks like um 
if by some miracle of God, I get up before everybody else, it is, I listen to the Bible. So right now, you know, I'm going through the the whole Bible and I listen to it. Um, and then I also, out of that same app, have most of the time um, a thing on marriage. I just feel like um, with being a marriage coach, having devotions on marriage, like I'll either pick up something for us or um, if I'm coaching a marriage, it's like, oh, that's a great scripture. Oh, that's a great point. Um, it, it's just something I like to do. So I normally have like my Bible, listening to my Bible, and then just one extra devotion, and then I'll journal. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, it's normally after I take Ben to school, drop him off, then I come home and and do that. But that's pretty much all mine is, is, but I have, I'm the total opposite. I have to have it completely quiet. Like I can't have anything. Even if I just had music in the background and I know the tune, I'm lost. I'm gone. I'm, I'm singing away. So yeah, like I said earlier, when COVID hit and we got out of our routine and got out of the quietness, it, it, messing me up there for a while but now that kids are fully back and you're out of the house (laughs) I have my coffee room all back to myself but um I think it's important you know I think both of us can tell if we're not in the word and we're not praying um it, it does affect our marriage and we have called each other out and be like, um, are you praying? Because we can feel that. And I think when you have God centered in your marriage, um, you can tell and it makes a difference. It makes a difference if both of you are in the word and it makes a difference if both of you are not in the word, um, or just being in his presence. And, you know, I've also have times made a point to make sure the kids see me, not just as a, oh, look at mommy, but to set that example. And I think that's really important, too. You know, if you do have children at home, let them see you um, reading and journaling. And actually, you know, my kids listen to it. And there will be times, you know, when I'm playing mine and they are around and they do hear it. They will be like, hey, mom, when you, the Bible said this, what did that mean? And it was like, oh, they must have been listening. And so yeah. um, I, I try to make a point to not always be hiding, but out so they can see it, too. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about how this impacts your your relationship and marriage, uh, there's just something I can't fully explain incredibly powerful about when you when you're sharing your relationship with Jesus with each other what God's saying to you what God's speaking to you it puts you as a couple on the same page like nothing else yeah it's nothing an else can that's yeah created a spiritual connection yeah and and um i mean nothing's going to help you be more serving and, and you know self-sacrificing for your spouse than than your relationship with Jesus and just just sharing what God's doing. I mean, that's, there's just that there's a power there that's greater than, than just by yourself because you see the way God's weaving and working in both your individual lives, but then also as your, as your, as your, uh, as your family and, and as your marriage, how God's, you know, putting things together. And, and 
you know, one of the things that's been great for us is really seeing how God has really made us uniquely different, yeah. but so compatible and so, um, so complimentary is a better word, sure. complimentary to each other that, you know, the things that are weaknesses for me or strengths for you, you know, spiritually speaking, personality wise and, and vice versa. And, and no matter what, you know, your makeup is in your relationship, you know, uh, God's got you together for a purpose and for a reason, but that gets all out of kilter if you're not first submitting your, your life and, and giving control to Jesus. And that really starts through a daily habit of, of reading and praying. So how can we encourage, say, friends that are listening um, that their spouse isn't on the same page as them through this? How, how can we encourage them to pray for their spouse and to continue doing their time? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's if you're talking about, you know, a situation where where one of them one of them people in the marriage is is following Jesus, the other one isn't. That's really hard. Um and I don't want to talk like I pretend to know what that's like cuz I haven't been in that situation. But I mean, absolutely making, you know, we should all be praying for the people in, in our lives who are away from Jesus or aren't following him in the in the way that they should on, on a regular basis. But I still think sharing what what you see God doing in your life, you know, yeah. and of course you that you there's limits to that if if you know if your spouse is like stop talking to me about that I don't want to hear it anymore, but just sharing those those things there's there's power in that. I mean, there's power in sharing by faith what God's saying to you, what God's doing in you, and I think it's really important that you make that really genuine, not just. Okay, every time, you know, we talk about this, you know, God shared with me that that you should really come to church this weekend. Like not yeah, turning yeah, it into yeah. like this manipulative tool. Sure. To, and and that, I know that sounds harsh, but I have seen that a lot of times where like you know, I'll I'll get introduced to to maybe someone's husband who doesn't usually come to church with them at, at maybe some kind of uh event that that's maybe a community event outside of church or or maybe a church event that's that's less yeah. less churchy maybe something for their kids a, a kids program or something and the spouse is just throwing in every little not so subtle hint about you know get them to come to church or they'll just flat up come and walk to me hey you're you're a man and you're in church talk to my husband and convince him to come <laughs> it's like you do realize that that's not how this thing works yeah. it's the holy spirit that's going to change them but sharing what God's genuinely speaking to you, and it's not going to be the the conviction about their bad habits or, or you know things that they need to change. What's going to be the biggest, most powerful impactor is sharing in vulnerability the things God's speaking to you personally to change and humility. Saying, "Wow, you know, God showed me that that I've got this pride issue. God showed me that I'm not." you know, caring for you the way that I, I should be or, or whatever it is that, that God's speaking to you or, 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 you know, just God's love. But sharing that, I think, I think is, is one thing that, that you can do to help someone who's on the same page with you. Well, and I think also in your prayer time, you know, a lot of times, and I'm guilty of it too, God, could you change him? Could you just make him do this? Or God, can you change her? And instead of asking God to change them, to flip it around and be like, God, can you use me? Yeah. Can you create this opportunity? Can you show me a way um, to speak 
into my husband or wife. Um, and God will hear you. I mean, I've seen where that has changed. I've seen where uh, the spouse has led the other spouse to the Lord just through their their ways of praying and asking God to help create these opportunities. So I just yeah. wanted to put that little two little tips because not everybody is on the same page as us. And um, yeah. I didn't want it to be all this happy-go-lucky marriage podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think I think all this advice applies the same way if you're in any kind of serious romantic relationship. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you're not quite engaged yet. You know, this is a really great clarifier on are you on the same page and headed in the same direction in life? Yeah. You know, if if you're sharing spiritual things that are genuine and real to you and your boyfriend or girlfriend's like, cool story, bro. Like that's a, that's a little bit of a red flag. You want to, you know, slow down on the, yeah. on that. Also on that, it doesn't, it, also on that, it doesn't hurt to find say books or something to do together. We have done a few of those, um, just to improve our marriage, to make a check of making sure God is center in our marriage. I know we went to a yeah. conference and on the way home, we downloaded a book and we listened to it and we stopped and we talked about it. And, um, you know, so that is another good suggestion to bringing each other closer to even asking those questions. Are we still on the same page? Is God yeah. still centered? So. Um, and that could look a couple of different ways. You know, I mean, we yeah. happened to be on a long road trip and we did that. So you were able to listen to the book together in real time. But a lot of times we've also read the same book yeah. on, you know, on our own time because, you know, we don't have time to just sit around and, and read a whole book together. Well, and you like to read and I like to listen. So. Yeah. But we'll kind of be tracking the same way and be like, oh, have you, how far along are you? Have you gotten to this part yeah. yet? And we're talking about what's been speaking to us out of it. But, um, Kind of wrap it up. Um, what what would you say to to the couple who who wants to make this a priority, but they're they're struggling so far? What what are maybe some big takeaways we can give to them? Um, just one: find what works for you, not what works for you and your spouse, but individually find out what works. Yeah. To then to start asking those questions. Um, gosh. Communication in marriages is just key. And the moment we start asking questions or just talking is a game changer. So share with your spouse what's going on. Share with your spouse, even like a Bible reading, you know, I'll read something. I'll be like, "Um, I don't get this. What are your thoughts on this? You know, and you don't always have the answer. And, you know, we kind of dig a little deeper with that. So I can't believe you just gave my secret out. I'm a pastor, babe. I'm always supposed to know what the Bible means. Yeah, you're lucky God doesn't come down and strike you right now. So, but yeah, I would say two things. Find out what works for you alone and then start talking, start communicating. Give each other that permission to ask those questions. What's God saying to you? Or um, are you praying? Yeah. But check your tone when you do that. Tone is a... <laughs> yeah, this can't be a, did you do your homework yeah, yeah. deal. It's just got to be a, I really want to know yeah. what's going on with you. Well, and something else you could do too, like you said about reading the book, you guys could do the same um, uh, plan and then 
come together and talk about it. You know, yeah. hey, what what did this look like when you read this? What did you think or what did you get? Yeah. And that's always fun too because if you're like you and I, we a lot of times get different things. So it's fun to hear like, oh, I didn't even hear that. So yeah. 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 And I think my, my big takeaway would be um, to develop some kind of, of habit of just sharing with each other, you know, what God's saying to you, you know, yeah. I mean, for us, it's, it's like bedtime, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll lay in bed and our routine is usually like watch a little TV before falling off, but not, not every single night, but on a regular yeah. basis, it's definitely part of our habit. We just kind of share in. about what's, what's going on in life and also in our, in our devotional and in our spiritual journeys. Um, so, so wives, make sure you get your husband before he starts snoring to have yeah, those that's, conversations. That's good, that's good pro tip. Also, another pro tip uh, for maybe the guys or or maybe some some of the ladies out there. Um, anytime I pick up on we're having a conversation that that's got substance and that <laughs> the, the pause button goes on the TV because it really doesn't matter if it's my show, your show. A commercial, commercial, yeah, a commercial for tampons. <laughs> like I can't focus on what you're saying if the TV is also going. Um, so that's what we got. But I yeah. uh, hope this was helpful for you guys. And um, we'll see you again soon on the next episode. Subscribe and share with your friends. Have a great week, guys. Bye. I just said have a great week like a Sunday. <laughs> have, a great blur- <laughs> yeah. have a great month. Have a great month. Ha, ha, ha.